have to stand up strong Take the truth about themselves To understand what went wrong I know we can find a way I know we can find a way I know we can find a way Stand up Stand up Uniting the races with truth instead of dividing them with lies. We're also rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man. I am James Hake, filling in for the Jesse Lee Peterson Show. JLP is out today, but he will be back tomorrow is the plan. If the Lord be willing and the creek doesn't rise, he shall be back on uh, Wednesday in time for Manhood Hour, and he will be back for the Women's Forum, third Thursday of the month, ladies, 7 p.m. at Bond and Los Angeles. As you know, I am the host of the Hake Report, and I do Hake news, not fake news, on the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, and some people say, gosh, Hake is so annoying, (laughs) and I understand it, but, uh, I'll be filling in. We'll be taking your calls. You can call in 1-888-775-3773. That is 888-77-JESSE, J-E-S-S-E. No I in Jesse, guys. Get it together. <laughs> I, the I in Jesse makes it a girl's name, generally speaking. Yeah, and I am wearing a polo because in, it's in honor of Jesse Lee Peterson, who is out today. He's fine, by the way. <laughs> Don't get your don't get into your imagination. Uh, we do we will have the Hake report right after the Jason Lee Peterson show. We will have the American Anchor Baby after uh, after Joel Friday TV, who is now live Monday through Thursday on the uh, on the on the JLP Radio Network. Make sure you're following. All of the all of the different channels: JLP Radio Network, the Jesse Lee Peterson, the Fallen State, Bond, Rebuilding the Man, Hake. If you like, I'm I appreciate it, but if if not, it's fine. Uh, Joel Friday TV, American Anchor Baby, also known as Gorgon's Ola. So make sure you're doing that. Who's doing the Hake news? It will be me, and I'm tr- going to be trying to watch the chat. Okay, guys, I do appreciate the chat. And uh, we will get to a little bit of news, just a little bit. And, of course, a little background on uh, me, how I came to bond and work for JLP, work with JLP, and my political views. And Trump, I heard that he dominated the, uh, the Iowa caucuses, whatever those are. But, guys... There is a biblical question of the week. By the way, there were some super chats that we didn't get to. I will read them, guys. But some of you guys may prefer that I read them in front of JLP. So I'll read the ones that I think may apply to me that work with me. And maybe I'll read them again for JLP. How's that sound? And hopefully it's uh, not too redundant. But there is a biblical question, guys. The biblical, JLP's biblical question of the week. And I'll take your answers if you want to answer the biblical question. 
Last week's was, do you have confidence? And some of you guys were like, there's no such thing. (laughs) Boy, were you wrong. (laughs) Make sure you catch Church with Jesse Lee Peterson. It is excellent. It is a highlight of the week. Um, That's where you can catch discussion on the biblical question at length. But uh, this week's biblical question is, what is this week's biblical question? Can you put it up? (laughs) Let's see. It shows, why are you afraid of negotiating? Why are you afraid of negotiating? No, <laughs> no wonder I forgot that one. Uh, terrible. Why are you afraid of negotiating? And shout out to Sean, the producer, putting the excellent footage. I was looking at the footage in this clip. If you're listening to the audio podcast or the live audio feed, Sean, the amazing producer, the best producer for the J.C. Lee Peterson Show yet, at least the current best producer of the J.C. Lee Peterson Show, he puts uh, chess pieces on him. Nice. Ch- falling chess pieces, because you don't want to, you're afraid to negotiate, so you go, eh, I don't want to do that. <laughs> you know, Trump is a really good negotiator. He is. I, it's what I. It's what he seems like, anyway. Because he knows that you have to work with people. He thinks he could even work with Black Lives Matter. Some of the people of Black Lives Matter talk with them. In my opinion, he may go a little too far with the giving, ni- playing nicey nice with the blacks. The you know the criminal element. That one gal who was a drug dealer doing time in prison. The first step act and things like that. But we, I guess we all have our weaknesses. And maybe it's not a weakness. But I have heard with that first step act that he did with Tim Scott, Black Rhino, that people went out, people got their second chance and went out and murdered again or murdered, committed murders. So, yeah, I'm not for, I'm for... Tough on t- crime, Trump, not playing nicey-nice with the black uh, criminal element, Trump. Uh, so, I would like to tell you guys about um, me, in case you're not familiar. Many of you guys already know my story. How I came to Bond and work for JLP, because you're like, who is this guy? He's annoying. I want, I want Jesse. Because I know, I know that feeling. Because I've seen guest hosts, guest hosting the Jason Lee Peterson show when I was a listener 12 years ago or something like that. 12, 13, 14, 15 years ago. I'm like, oh, oh, man. Some of them are all right, though. Or sometimes they did all right. But it's not JLP. I first came to Bond through, by way of church. I heard about Bond, Brotherhood of a New Destiny, by word of mouth. It's actually Brotherhood Organization of a New Destiny, which sounds weird to a white, but when you hear that it's, from, that it's made by a black, it makes, kinda, it makes a little bit more sense. Brotherhood, you know. And I get it, brotherhood, men, uh, Christian brothers, and then also black. <laughs> they started out, started out aiming towards the blacks, JLP did way back in 1990. But I came around in 2007, February of 2007. I came to church 
And Jesse wasn't there. He was out speaking somewhere, out of town, doing a, uh, an appearance. But there were men running the show. It wasn't a woman-led church other than the pastor. Man, pastor, and then woman running the, the whole thing. It, that was refreshing to see men leading the service. There was a man leading the service. You guys have seen Doug over here leading the ser- Sunday service. Joel Friday of Joel Friday TV leading the Sunday service, filling in for JLP when he was out of town. And so I'm like, oh, I like that. And I liked the no excuses thing. I grew up conservative Christian. And so I knew that we're supposed to live right, right? And we're supposed to be able to overcome and be free and have peace and all those things. And I didn't have that, so I knew that uh, I knew that some of these churches that said, "Oh, you're going to continue sinning for the rest of your life," that's not biblical. The Bible never says that. And so I was one of those Bible-believing Christian conservative guys raised in a Christian family. So I came to Bond, and then uh, the following week, JLP was back. And he saw me reacting to his message with, like, agreement. And he's like, you know, he, when, uh, when you come to church with Jesse Lee Peterson, you may get called on, if you so please. If you're like, I don't want to talk, he'll respect it. But it's a fellowship. You're supposed to, uh, you're supposed to fellowship one with another. In the Bible, it says, let us not give up meeting together, as some are in the habit of doing. We're supposed to uh, spur one another on toward love and good deeds, stuff like that. It's in the Bible. It's a fact. So I used to think it was cool or cute to act out like, I guess, shyness, for lack of a better word, you know, like the, uh, or lonerness, something like that. I would see these, I would see the, I never watched Rebel Without a Cause, but, you know, movies like that kind of uh, romanticized the misfit. And so I was into the punk rock and all that stuff, but I didn't dress punk. And I was into, like, the weird music and just sort of acting strange, thinking it looked right, but it didn't look right. And it wasn't right. And I knew that it wasn't right, but... uh, it was how I dealt with life. And so one of the statements said in church with Jesse Lee Peterson, my, my second time going, was one of the guys, one of the black guys, the old timers, said, shyness comes from anger. I'm like, what? Huh. I didn't reject it, but it made me pause. I'm like, that's actually kind of true. Because... It's reacting with, uh, with a, um, you, you rate, you hate the, uh, the feeling, that insecurity feeling. And so you react to it and revel in it. Interesting, huh? And so I like that no excuse mindset of, uh, Jesse Lee Peterson and the guys at Bond and gals at Bond. And so I pretty much, Went to church ever since 2007. Sometimes I would 
take breaks. He had me go up on stage, and I didn't mind uh, taking weeks off at that point, hanging out with uh, friends instead of going to church. I was living, uh, I was 25 years old, living back with my parents, and he's like, you still live with your parents? You got to move out. And then so like maybe a year later, I moved out on my own, 2008, and that was the last time I moved out. For the, for the third time I moved out, because every time I moved out, it would be with a roommate, and the roommate would get engaged or married, and so I had to go back home. <laughs> And so finally I got my own place, beautiful guest home, and I loved it. Oh my gosh. I recommend moving out on your own if you can. And, or work towards it. Patiently work towards moving out on your own. If you are one of those people who is over 18, 19, and you're not on your own yet. Maybe even the ladies too. Guys and ladies. So I didn't come to JLP through YouTube, through politics, through race stuff. I'll get into the politics and race stuff. I was already pretty conservative. I already knew that the blacks were dumb on believing in racism stuff. I already knew that, well, in my mind, nobody took Al Sharpton seriously. So when JLP talked about the race stuff, I was like, yeah, yeah, I already know that. But... I did relate to what he would say about blacks and anger and family about the father not being there or being weak, the mother's being angry or imposing or, or, or uh, micro-meddling and being too mama with the kids, the resentment thing, the anger. So I, I took what JLP said about the blacks and related to it. I, didn't, I wasn't like, yeah, he's, you dumb blacks. <laughs> Although sometimes, you know, that, that evil spirit may crop up. Because you, you're like, you just, you, people get sick of the blacks. <laughs> and it's understandable. But, uh, so that's me. And now I'm, 2013, I ended up working for him. 20, 2007, he offered me a job, but I didn't take it. I was starting to work at a cabinet shop, a family-owned business. 2013, that family business was, like, going under. It wasn't really... My family, totally. But uh, it was going under. I was working like, I worked my first seven-day week pulling all-nighters for this custom cabinetry shop. And then uh, Doug over here said, hey, how could, he needed a new producer. His old producer was going to become the teacher for the school that he was, uh, that he ran a few years. And so, uh, he said, hey, you want to be the producer? I had never worked in radio at all. I had no inclination towards it, but I did appreciate the radio show. I would catch it early in the mornings before work. And so I'm like, let me think about it. And then I took it, took the opportunity. And then later he gave me the opportunity to become host of the Hake Report. So that's it. That's that. I would like to get to a call. You guys can call in 1-888-775-3773. Again, we will get to your super chats. You can super chat by going to buymeacoffee.com slash JLP talk. Buymeacoffee.com slash JLP talk. Or if you want to go to cash app, bond JLP on cash app. Nick, the American anchor baby is, is checking them. 
I'm checking them. We have uh, we have ones from yesterday to get to. Some of them did address me. Thank you. Uh, by the way, you can be catching it. Uh, you can be catching the Jesse Lee Peterson show. Uh, oh, Country and Western Tuesday. Yeah, you can be catching the Jesse Lee Peterson show by calling the listen line. What is it? I know the listen line. Let me check it right now with you guys. Talk stream live listen line 641-793-1500. Unfortunately, Jesse is not hosting today. Yep, see, it's working. Nice. So that's one of the ways you can listen if you're on the road and you don't have good internet service. You can listen through the phone line. I used to do that sometimes when I would be on the road. Uh, there's also, just go to jessieleepeterson.com slash show. jessieleepeterson.com slash show. Okay? And there's ways to listen and watch cozy.tv slash JLP. White on the outside. What the? Cozy.tv slash JLP. You can click the audio only thing and not use up the video data. Did you know that? So cool. Rumble.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. What's up, guys? Nice to see you. DLive.tv slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Uh, YouTube, of course. What's up, everybody? Nice to see you. Kick.com slash Jesse Lee Peterson. Uh, what's up, brother Sonny? Twitch.tv slash JLP Talk 07, everybody. And of course, Twitter, X.com. Okay, before I get to calls, it's Country and Western Tuesday. So good. Ah, uh, what a mess! <laughs> He's not actually that clumsy, by the way. <laughs> Beta. Ah. <laughs> what the? What the? Let the dolls out. It's Sandy. Amazing. <laughs> Amazing. Such a vibe. Such a vibe. So good. Thank you, Hassan, who makes those Country and Western Tuesday intros. It is Country and Western Tuesday. That's partly why I wore the this. You know, it looks somewhat country. Oh, it looks sort of city in it, huh? They'd be like, blam, blam, blam. Dance, uh, boy. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> All right. Let me get to a call. Without further ado, uh, Billy in California is on the line. Billy, thank you for calling, man, and thank you for holding. 
you're live with the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, guest hosted by Hake. What's up, Hake? How's it going? It's going well. Thank you. How about you? Good, good. Thank you. Um, yeah, I was calling. I, I wish I would have got Jesse's input on this as well, but I wanted to put this out there. Um, I know Jesse always talks about um, we need more police, we need more cops out there um, to reduce crime. But uh, one thing with the police right now, uh, they're not what they used to be. Um, right now, they hire based off of uh, that DEI stuff, diversity, equity, inclusion, bullcrap. Um, and these people or officers uh, don't have the same principles as back then where they were about crime. Right now it's all about um, being equal, and uh, they don't respect the Constitution no more. Um, yeah. So I feel it's a problem that I, I was listening to uh, uh, Trump's speech last night after he won, uh, was it the caucus or whatever? Yeah, in um, Iowa. Yeah, he was saying he wants to give uh, the police... Uh, um, uh, what is it? Where they don't immunity? He wants to give them immunity, where basically they don't be, uh, they don't get held responsible. So, I believe it's a problem that we need to wake up to. Instead of believing that cops are going to fix our problems, uh, cops are have uh, bad spirits too. You know, they're full of ego, especially ones they're hiring now. Yeah, because uh, I know the, the hiring process is now. They actually ask you, or like a background check. Um, they ask your references if you've ever just dis- if they have known you to discriminate anybody of any color, gender, or religion. So, um, you know, it's it, it, I, I think we need to stop believing in in, in law enforcement, and uh, I think it needs to go back to we the people. Um, and I think it'll be a problem if police officers get immunity and uh, they don't get held responsible for whenever they have a bad spirit or a bad day and they want to, you know, mess somebody up and we can't hold them responsible. So I don't know if you had any comment about that or. I, I get where you're, I get what you're saying. And I know that that happens. It's probably going to be happening more and more because think about it. All of society is raised by, well, now it's, they're raised by millennials. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. <laughs> and we, we millennials, some of us are not, they don't make millennials like they used to. They don't make men like they used to and women and parents. And, yeah, and don't get me wrong. I I do believe in law and order, but I just believe that it, it's heading in the wrong direction. Because like I said, it, yeah, I know. it's, it's uh, it, the, the way they hire now, it's, like when I seen that question, I'm like, wow! They really ask if you discriminate, like right? And everybody that, that does. Right everybody discriminates. Give me a break. Yeah. And sometimes that's, that's a good thing. Oftentimes, yeah. you can discriminate for what's right, or you can discriminate uh, for what's for ego, for what's evil. Uh, exactly. Joel Friday of Joel Friday TV. I don't know if you know his story, but he applied to the LAPD. He said one time on this show or the Hake Report or something. And maybe even on his show, too. But he, because he thought, he thinks differently, right? He's mm-hmm. his own, he's just like this <laughs> innocent, not into politics, 
thinking for himself type of a guy. Just yeah. how he sees it is how he's going to say it generally. Or you know, but yeah. he's like a kind Christian man, keeps fit, treats people well, even when they don't necessarily treat him right, for the most part. He's, that's the best man for the police, but <laughs> uh, rejected because he doesn't. They don't want independent thinkers. Uh, so I get what you're saying about the police. I, but I totally say that what you're talking about is going to be used. For the evil people to to let evil kind of reign. So I don't know what Trump said about uh, giving them immunity. There are a lot of times that police have gone to jail that I or gone into trial or gone to a grand jury. Their cases, you know, where they totally should not have. And that's been happening at least for 10, 12 years. Well, 10 years since the, you know the black lives the rise of black lives matter you know yeah. i don't think that derek chauvin belongs in prison uh i don't think that the um guys who who did freddie gray should have been charged i don't think that officer michael slager who who shot the guy in the back uh should get life in prison the this is it's it's an it's an attack on on law and order right now what they're doing yeah. the the courts aren't the courts are at least as corrupt if not more corrupt than the police you know the yeah. juries are corrupt <laughs> so i don't know if i i i know that there is an old school american element white american and others who don't want to be bothered by the police and don't want to be bothered with the police and this so-called law stuff. Because very often it's... The, the law and the police are, are meant to be for, ideally, meant for the criminals, not for the law-abiding people who, who are just, you know, tending to their homes and tending to their land or whatever. And being yeah, exactly. free Americans with their guns, their basic right to carry and own awesome weapons and speak their mind about the government yeah. and about other people and about themselves and about life and religion and morality. But and now we don't, right. we don't have that anymore. The trend yeah. is away from the freedom of speech, away from the uh, Second Amendment. So... Uh, Trump is a man f- for freedom, basically. Yeah. You know, he, he, he championed the vaccine, but he was always for freedom. He, uh, he did shut down the, go- the, uh, he did the shutdowns with the China virus, but he wanted to open up pretty quickly, quite quickly. I remember over and over and over, he's talked about, we need to just do business again. Just wash your hands 10 times as much stuff like that. Yeah, and that's where my opinion comes in, because I know during the COVID, I mean, the, the own police officers were getting sent in to shut down business yeah. because they got an order. Yep. And that's where my opinion comes in, where I say, do we really want that, where these small business owners um, support, have always supported the law enforcement, right? And the thin blue line, so-called. Um, I see the thin blue line as, as a police game, because... 
of course, like you said, there is officers that don't belong in prison that have been tried for yeah, crimes. right. But I I see the thin blue line as they just when one cop does do bad when there is a bad apple or a gang of bad apples, they they have to uh, back the blue right back yeah. their brother, and they turn a blind eye and it becomes a bigger gang a bigger problem. Um, but that's where. Again, like you said, the Second Amendment, um, the First Amendment, um, freedom of speech. I mean, Trump supports all that. Yeah. But as well, he supports law enforcement. But does he not realize that because these law enforcement, some law enforcement get orders, they're the ones booking him. They're the ones processing him. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know? So that's where I'm like, how, how does this make sense? And believe me, I... I love Trump. I voted for him. I'm going to vote for him again. Hell, I even got a tattoo of Trump. Wow. <laughs> You're really yeah, into him. But, yeah. I mean, he's not my God, but, you know, I, I really love what he stands for. But I know I can't agree on everything. But right. that's my opinion. And, and that's where it comes from. You know, it's not just uh, I see it's a, a problem, um, again, in, in just law enforcement where. Um, it's just not the way it's going down the wrong road based off of where everything is going. Yeah. Uh, making, like you said, letting uh, evil spread. And like, uh, I don't know if it's just here in California, but they want to let uh, illegal immigrants become law enforcement. Yeah, that's true. Hang on, Billy. I'll, I, I want to finish up with you after the break here. So hang okay. tight. We'll be you back in a moment. From evil within yourself or outside of self. You got to deal with it. And you need good in order to deal with evil. And God is good. You need to return to the Father. And you'll see within you, he will fight the battle for you. And he will fight it without. Because he will show you how to deal with it. And you will have no fear. Love God with all your heart, all your soul, all your might, along with nothing else. Nothing else means yourself, your children, your wife, your things, your ego, your reputation and all that. You can't care about any of that. The children of anger will use it to control you. But if you love God, he will renew your mind and none of those things will be before him. And so when they go after you, oh, well, you may take my body, you may take my things, but you're not going to take my soul. And that's a true reality. Every time. 
This is the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, guys. Shout out to Jesse Lee Peterson. He is out of town. He will be back tomorrow for uh, the Jesse Lee Peterson Show Wednesday. Uh, We will have the Women's Forum, ladies, third Thursday of the month. Practically every third Thursday of the month is the Women's Forum. Uh, 7 p.m. at Bond in Los Angeles. Not recorded, not streamed. Um, you can go to rebuildingtheman.com slash events. Rebuildingtheman.com is the Bond website. JLP is a nonprofit. Rebuildingtheman.com. Rebuilding the family by rebuilding the man, right? What a nice line, huh? What a nice aim. But it's for women, too. So the Women's Forum, ladies, they are a highlight of the month, I presume, or I assume, because the Men's Forum, which are first Thursday of the month, 7 p.m. at Bond in Los Angeles, are a highlight of the month. And then, of course, church on Sunday, church with J.C. Lee Peterson, rebuildingtheman.com slash church uh, for everybody, including the children. But don't let the kids be too crying. We don't have, like, child care, so you have to care for them yourselves. <laughs> but anyway, uh, by the way, we will have, as I said, the Hake Report after this. Uh, Joelle Friday TV is now Monday through Thursday, Monday through Thursday, uh, 11 a.m. Pacific time. That's 1 Central, 2 Eastern for an hour there. Uh, we have <laughs> no problem. <laughs> we do have American Anchor Baby right after Joelle Friday at noon, Monday through Thursday. And then on Friday, he does Nick stream at 4 ish, 4 p.m. Pacific time, 7 Eastern, 6 Central. And they are so cool. Last week, I caught Nick's stream, the American Anchor Baby. Uh, I caught part of it on the day of, and then I listened to the rest of it in the next morning. On my drive down to the beach, somebody said, hey, he needs a tan. I've been going to the beach every week. But to your point, I should get outside in the middle of the day after the Hake report and walk around in the sunshine every day. Nice. But anyway, um, you can follow those guys on their... On their YouTube, Joel Friday TV is also on Instagram. They're also on uh, Nick American Anchor Baby Gorgonzola on Twitter and D Live Nice and Twitch. He's Gorgonzola on Twitch. Cool, huh? Gorgonzola with an H in there. Nice. Anyway, I want to get back to uh, the calls here. I was talking with Billy out of California, and Billy Joel Friday said of the police that they don't even follow their own code of ethics sometimes, Uh, which is true about the police oftentimes. You know, they don't know the Constitution. They don't respect it necessarily. Because they think about it. They have to kind of violate the Constitution because these people are so immoral and out of control many times. They're uh, squirrely little guys, these criminals. But, Billy, are you there? I'm here. Nice. So, uh, yeah. what, so you're still supporting Trump. You're just concerned about the police. You got a, you got a Trump tattoo? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a backstory about that. I mean, look, whether people like him or not, he's, going to be an iconic president, historic president. He's always going to be talked about. Are you, are you Hispanic? I, um, I'm American. Right. 
<laughs> but you kind of have this accent, somewhat of an accent that sounds sort of Hispanic to me. Are you part are my, Hispanic? Are my, are my parents me- Mexican? Yeah. Oh, are. are they like full-blown Mexican or are they oh, American? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Does that explain the tattoo more? <laughs> um. No. I mean. I know that know. Mexicans aren't, aren't that into tattoos naturally, but. Uh, yeah. No, um, I mean, I, I, I got it, you know, it was, uh, a new tattoo artist and we were talking about politics and he said, Hey, I'll do a tattoo, uh, I'll ta- a tattoo Trump on you for free. Uh, <laughs> and you know, just after talking and it happened. And so it happened. Um, <laughs> yeah, were you happened, on, were you, you on know, pot or were you, were you drunk? Were you high? Uh, I was on, on, uh, I was on the, the COVID. <laughs> So I didn't. I didn't know that I wasn't sick. I didn't know I was sick, but I was sick with the COVID. You know. Oh I was, really? I had. I had a. Uh, I, w- I don't want to call it COVID because the China virus. It, you had the virus. It was. It was, a, it was a sickness that didn't feel normal. It felt uh, lab generated. It, it felt like crap. <laughs> crap. Forgive me, but okay. Um, but yeah, I was sick with something, and so I don't know. Maybe that's what. So you never got tested for the virus, but you you surmise. No, I I actually did get tested because of my fear. I ran to urgent care. Oh wow! Uh, Okay. Yeah, but actually now, whenever I do go to doctors, um, they do want. They always say I get a have a infection and sinus infection, and they have asked me many times, like, "Oh, do you want to get the COVID test?" I tell them no because I'm pretty sure if I do get tested, um. I'm pretty sure it'll come positive, and I probably won't even be sick of that right. kind of virus. But, um, yeah, uh, the you know, with the tattoo, um, I rem- it, things have changed. Uh, I remember back then I used to hear conversations behind my back, like just normal people conversating, like, say, in a store. And uh, now I hear nothing but quietness. <laughs> oh, so this is a prominent tattoo then, huh? Uh, well, it's actually in the back of my leg, so, and I, I like to wear shorts a lot. Okay. Uh, so, and it's a picture yeah. of his face, like his Twitter profile picture? Yeah. It's like, uh, yeah, a, a silhouette of his face. <laughs> That's funny. Yeah, but there's actually, I remember... There so was you were kind of into time. him then. Were you into him and then you got kind of alienated at all? No, no, Disenchanted? no. I'm, I'm, I'm still a supporter, man, but okay. like I said, I... I you better I, be. <laughs> I, know, I know there's things that um, I'm not going to agree with. Of course. Know, but uh, yeah. I don't get angry about it. I just simply observe it, and, you know, I thought it'd be a good topic to call in and conversate about and maybe get the word out. Just have you had have you personally aware. have you personally had bad experiences with police in your wilder days or or now that you're a good citizen or did you ever have no. wilder days? Um, I did, but I, I never really had bad experiences. Um, you know, I, I actually worked in a police department, not as an officer, but I worked in there, and um, you know, I got, I got to talk to them and and. You know, I'll tell you that a lot of the good ones are, are retiring. The older ones, uh, right? The ones that really made a difference. And um, I don't work in there no more, but uh, I see what they put out in the streets now. And they're just young kids. And uh, you know, there's a guy here in my town. Uh, people would call him a First Amendment auditor, but he doesn't like to be labeled as that. So just label. But uh, what he does is he stands up for the Constitution, especially the First Amendment. And that's what he always 
uh, focuses on is um, he always asks officers, do they know the First Amendment? Because that's the First Amendment, obviously, is the most important uh, amendment. You know, it's the first one so important that the Second Amendment was written to protect it. And uh, he always has a goal to ask the officers if they know the First Amendment. And so far, he has not found not one officer that knows the First Amendment. (laughs) By heart, uh, by rote, is what you're saying. They can't express, they can't uh, say it word for word. Yeah, verbatim. Um, And so, it's just surprising that, like I said, many officers nowadays, uh, I mean, like I said, he hasn't found not one. And um, that, and are they mostly Hispanic now? Are they white? Are they Asian? Black? Um, I see a mixture, but but there's mostly Hispanics and yeah. blacks now. And um, you know, it's it just it, it, like I said, they take orders and they will do it just because they take orders, whether it's right or wrong. And uh, true, that's just the way that that law enforcement's going nowadays. And, yeah. Uh, I know we uh, call for it, but I think it should go back to the people. The power needs to go back to us. I think that's only going to be going to happen as within yourself. You know, you yeah, live yeah. a moral life, and yes, some moral people did go to jail unjustly. You read about it in the Bible, uh, Peter, uh, Peter the disciple, Paul. I think went to prison. Many of them went to prison and were even killed. Uh, I don't know if it was right or wrong what what they were doing to get themselves into those situations. I don't know. Um, but you can live a free life and not worry about police if you are living a moral life, keeping your, keeping your head down in a proper way, you know? Because sometimes people start to grandstand, get up on their ego, stand up for their freedom, thinking they're setting an example, and then they get the hard hand of the evil aspect of the law coming down on them and then everybody's like oh that's terrible look at them they're getting their rights violated well maybe they had the wrong spirit right maybe they were yeah they were grandstanding uh you know during the shutdowns some churches stayed open and made a big deal out of it other churches stayed open and didn't make any big deal out of it some churches closed down for a little bit and then opened up and just didn't didn't uh, really promote themselves in this, oh, I'm standing for my rights kind of way, so that the people could just quietly go to church like they're supposed to and live a quiet life. I think in the Bible it talks about living a quiet life. So there's a lot of times where you may attract attention from uh, from the police when it's it's kind of your fault too, you know? Yeah. I understand, and then, yeah, that's a perfect answer. Yeah, um, like I, I have learned to just mind my business, but you know, of course, you you, you don't make judgments; you make observations. And uh, yeah, you know, I don't judge Trump for saying what he said. And, yeah, um, nor nor do I think it's a huge problem. Like I said, I'm not for or against law enforcement. Right. Um, I just know that when there's an issue, I mean, clearly, you know, you got to observe it. Uh, yeah. And, uh, well, well, I'm glad that. Well, especially since you got that tattoo, you're locked in. You don't. <laughs> you'd have to get. <laughs> yeah. la- you'd have to get it lasered off. <laughs> it's, a, it's a white privilege uh, pass, I guess, right? <laughs> yeah. But I'm just well, saying because I know guys who were really who really liked Trump, but they're uh, 
Second Amendment guys, and Trump did mm-hmm. the did some things that were against the Second Amendment, and so they just want to throw them in the trash. And they they used to support the police. Now they no longer support the police because they yeah. violated people's rights during the China virus. And mm-hmm. I understand that, but I think that's an overreaction to yeah. just stop supporting any because there's some good from the police, you know. Yeah, there's I mean, I know purpose. he's not going to save us from many soul issues. So, of course. Again, like you said, you know, we, we just got to focus on ourselves. But, oh, uh, well, yeah. Well, thanks, Hank, for listening. Uh, Thank you, man. You, yeah. Hopefully Je- all, all is well with Jesse. So. Oh, yeah. All is well with him. He sh- he ought to be back tomorrow morning for uh, for the radio show. So, All right. Well, Thank- have a good day. You thanks, as well, so. Billy. Thank you. All right. All right. Take care. Thank you. Bye. Bye. Steve in New Jersey is on the line. And then I will get to your Super Chats. We will get to your Super Chats. Steve in New Jersey, how are you doing, man? I'm doing well, man. What's going on, dude? Not much. Just uh, hanging out here. It's good to hear from you. Yeah, no, it's nice um, because you're in the easier spot because it's close to 10 a.m. here on the East Coast. So I get to... You know, since you're calling on Jesse's time, I can talk to you because when it's your time, it's a little bit a little bit tough for me during the day. Okay, I was wondering because I hear you on American Anchor Baby's show and jo- and uh, and Jesse Lee Peterson's show. I'm like, how come he doesn't call my show? <laughs> no, dude, I, I actually watch your shows afterwards just because. So the week the week when Joel hosted, it yeah, was like the week after New Year's. And there was, like, nothing going on. So I was like, this would have been the perfect opportunity to call you, but you decided to show up, <laughs> not show up to work. True. Shout out to <laughs> Joelle Friday and American Anchor Baby and Sean and Hassan filling in for Hake when yeah. Hake was out. That was rough. Yeah, but they, they did a good job, though. It was good. I liked what they were talking about there and all that. Me too. Yeah, it was great. Nice. So I've been watching a lot of, you know, your, your shows recently, and you kind of been mentioning opportunity a lot. But so it kind of came up with the conversation that you and Joel were having about like girls and like, you know, the opportunity to, to go out and get a girl. And then you were talking about businesses and stuff, because I'm in a position right now where like I have to kind of rethink like what it means to chase opportunity, not, not dating. Like I'm not calling for that. Mm-hmm. I'm talking more so in a, like in a business work sense cause. The way it's interesting, like with my current job, I kind of dialed back a lot in the past year because I was seeing the opportunity of the change wasn't going to make any change. So just do the bare minimum, not as like a, oh, you know, like in a passive way, but just seeing just do what needs to get done. But now it's like this new opportunity is coming up to do more. But I don't, it's like, how do you, how do you know when, which, what's a real opportunity to, to put more effort or to go pursue or to leave like, you know, from your from your 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 own like uh, perspective and all that. You know, uh, I don't know if I'm the best one to answer this, but <laughs> I have over time had opportunities, give, been offered opportunities, or or seen an opportunity, and it's quite clear that that's there's no reason not to, right? And so I go for it. It's kind of like when you're playing basketball, you see an opening, you go. Or you're playing whatever sport, you you're supposed to go for that. You're not you're not even necessarily chasing an opportunity. You just see it and go for it. Um, I for example, when uh, I was hosting the Hake Report with Joel and S. Sevan, I I started out I don't know five six years ago. 
uh, co-hosting with two other guys. It was three of us. The Hague Report with Joel and Esteban. And they they got fired, (laughs) if you will, even though it was not a paid position. Uh, And then I was offered, do you want to host on your own? I'm like, yeah, I'll do it. Or different things like that. Um, you, t- you take the, when you're offered an opportunity, you take it. When Joel was offered the opportunity to, to host church, he may not have, he may have felt a sense of hesitation at first. I don't know. But I could imagine one feeling hesitance about sitting in front of a church and leading the church service. <laughs> Joel says, pure fear, all caps. <laughs> But uh, there's no reason not to. He's, he's on board with what Jesse's about. He's on board with Christ. <laughs> and so he's, why not fellowship? He, he has this, the same spirit in him. You know, we can, we can, ha- we can fellowship. Like, jo- like Joel calls his show, let's fellowship sometimes, he, sa- he says in his descriptions. So uh, One of the, one of the uh, things that stuck with me that Bill O'Reilly said at the end of his show is when he was still on uh, Fox News. When you're, when you're given an opportunity, when you're offered an opportunity, when you have an opportunity in front of you, you take it. So uh, what do you mean, though, by you said chasing opportunities? What do you mean by that? Right. So that, that's where I'm trying to... Cause I'm, what I'm listening to before I get to that, listening to you right now, what you're saying is making sense to me because I'm realizing that oh snap, I'm neglecting the fact that when some like when something comes up, there is still that internal resistance to it for some reason, and I'm not really always a, like really sure why that resistance is. Whether I don't have you know the confidence in myself or whatever it is, but I'm realizing like oh snap there's been more opportunities that have come to me. I've just ignored them because of the thoughts inside of me, like the emotions that came with it. But with chasing opportunity, it's you see something you really, really want. So I'll use the example from church this weekend. Uh, I think one of the chicks was talking about like <laughs> the, but I didn't mean to say chicks like that. My bad. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's fine. It's fine. That's, it yeah. just takes me back to uh, my younger days. Go for it. <laughs> um, <laughs> Shout but, out to the chicks. No, she was talking about like going off in a career and like you see what you think is an opportunity and you go towards it, but there's a lot of resistance and like it requires a lot of effort to make it happen. Yeah. So that's what I'm talking about chasing. So if you do, let's say opportunity comes to you, you take it like in the moment, it's like, Oh great. There's no internal resistance. You don't see any pitfalls, but as you're kind of tethering that and like unraveling it and you see like there's way more problems than, what's with it like how do you know when to if that's something you just keep pursuing or just kind of get off the ship oh you get what i'm saying now right but that's somewhat the case that yeah yeah because that, that, that everybody lo- talks about that with entrepreneurs like you got to chase you got to go out and find it then you got to once you got to find it you got to you got to stay with it and and see it through like even if it's been a year and it hasn't worked yeah you got to be persistent when you could be screwing yourself up even more because you're trying to force that you know what i mean yeah, I know what you mean. Um, in in that one chick's case, <laughs> I don't even think of her as a chick, but okay. Uh, 
Jesse said something about, uh, say, it's the opportunity to, that you're chasing the opportunity or seeking the goal of becoming a lawyer. He said, don't think that you're going to get some meaning or a sense of uh, accomplishment or identity. Oh, I'm a lawyer now. I can respect myself because that's not going to work. And that's not right. That's that's false ego. That's not you. That's not who you are. And it's no, it's nothing really of worth, except in like a practical sense in living in the world. You, it's there's some worth to having lawyer skills. But um, there's there's always I think there's always going to be ego involved, even in the stuff that you're supposed to do, because the the pride is going to want to push you to grind or push you to procrastinate or feel like it's drudgery or fear or doubt or overzealousness, be overzealous. You're going to have conflict if you're a person of conflict, you know? Um, I don't know if I'm answering your question. No, you are. This there is, there's always going to be... There's, it's going to be... Tough, I guess, but you don't. You won't feel the inner toughness if you if you're just inwardly still and just doing what you got to do every uh, every day. And because no, stuff that I, I agree, you know, like my show may look like it's stagnating. Maybe I'm maybe I'm missing something, or maybe I got to um, do something different with my show, or maybe I got to move on down the road, but. I don't know. I don't know if that helps, man. I gotta. I gotta end for this hour. Do you want to hold over? Uh, I can hold because I want to ask you another question about, okay. about the same topic. All right. Be right back, guys. Now I totally disagree with the way things are going, but you can't be angry because that's what the enemy wants. He wants to control you. They do things to make you mad so they can control you. It's like being married. And the wife would do things to make you mad or she would do things to make you feel good. And men do that to women too when they want something from the woman, especially sex. They'll make her feel good or they'll make her angry. And the woman's gonna have to say, you don't want to be angry. You want to speak up. You want to disagree with what's going on. It's wrong, but do not be angry. Then you won't have fear. You won't have doubt. You won't have worries. You'll be able to see, but you got to stay away from anger. That's why you must forgive your mothers and your fathers so that you can overcome the spirit of anger. It's a spirit and it's wicked. Nothing good in anger because it has no love. You need love to defeat evil. And love is not a weakness. It's a strength. It's from God. It's his nature. What's up, guys? A whole lot of mess going on in the world. This is the end of hour one of the Jesse Lee Peterson Show, guest hosted by Hake. JLP is out, but he will be right back tomorrow, guys. And he will be here for the Women's Forum Ladies, third Thursday of the month. First Women's Forum of the Year. That's January 18th, 2024 AD, 7 p.m. at Bond in Los Angeles. Rebuildingtheman.com slash events. Uh, you can call in. There is uh, more than one line open. 888-77-JESSE. 1-888-775-3773. During Hake News, Not Fake News, our greatest President Trump... 
got a, his first big win of 2024. They call it his first. I don't know if it's really his first because he does nothing but win, right? All he does. In Iowa, yesterday, tens of thousands of voters stepped into life-threatening cold temps, according to the far-left female runout, Let the Skim, to caucus, whatever that means, which has the same energy as a neighborhood meeting, but with more popcorn buckets, they say. Within about a half an hour, a half hour of the Republican caucuses starting, Trump sailed into first place, smooth sailing, no competition, no challenge. He won at least 20 of Iowa's 40 delegates with more than 50% of the vote in the primary. Nice. That's the largest margin of victory in Iowa since 1988. Oh, Lord. Is that when George H.W. Bush got uh, won the primary? He was vice president under Reagan, I guess. Whatever. Trump says he feels really invigorated. Nice. Shout out to Iowa. Uh, beautiful Iowa. The nail biter of the night <laughs> was second place. Ooh, who's going to get second? The first loser. That's Florida. Ron, Florida Governor Ron DeSantis came in a far distant second. Right on, man. Beat that woman. <laughs> Whoop that trick. I don't know if I can say that. Actually, sorry, kids. Don't say that, kids. Earning twenty-one percent of the vote. Not too shabby, Ron DeSantis. Former UN ambassador and South Carolina former governor. What a joke. Nikki Haley trailed closely behind with 19% of support. That's close. Whatever. DeSantis's campaign said calling Trump's victory early was absolutely outrageous. <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. Okay, DeSantis. Shout out to Ron DeSantis. Nikki Haley maintained her campaign is the best hope of stopping the Trump-Biden nightmare. What? And set her sights on New Hampshire. I'm shaking my head. Why New Hampshire? A week from today... Voters will head to the polls in New Hampshire for the GOP's second presidential primary. Haley could close in on Trump in the state, says say the ladies at the scheme. Give me a break. They're pretending. Well, maybe. Who knows? Uh, who, Who knows? I'm not familiar with New Hampshire. Anybody from New Hampshire? Call in. A recent poll showed his lead narrowed to single digits. Wow. Shame on New Hampshire. With DeSantis trailing far behind. No longer in the running is entrepreneur Vivek Ramaswamy, who dropped out of the race after landing in fourth place in Iowa. Wow, you let that woman beat you? And she's a fellow part Indian, India Indian. So when in Iowa typically gives the presidential candidate, quote-unquote, momentum, whatever that means. Uh, in Trump's case, it only solidified what many already knew. He seems well on his way to become the GOP presidential nominee. So, so congrats to President Trump. There is a uh, ongoing what passed its 100-day threshold, the Israel-Palestine war drama, or Israel-Hamas, if you prefer. Tensions in the Red Sea remain high yesterday as Yemen's Iran-backed Houthis uh, hit a U.S.-owned ship. Wow. I mean, they're hitting each other. Yemeni group Houthis control most of the country of Yemen. They carried out more than two dozen attacks on commercial ships since November. And uh, the Houthis say that, uh, that they're in support of Hamas, the Palestinian group, you know, that Israel's fighting against or stomping or whatever you want to call it, that runs Gaza and launched the October 7th attack on Israel. Since then, the war has killed more than 1,200 people in Israel and more than 24,000 people in Gaza. It's a mess. 
I say we stay out of it. I'm James Hake. Now back to JLP, guest hosted by Hake, Hour 2.